Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. Are you a real estate investor and you're still struggling to get your first deal because you don't have the money? Or are you a wholesaler? You've got some assignment fees and you want to stay in some deals, but you just don't have the money to do it. Or are you a seasoned real estate investor? You've done a ton of deals, but you just want more funding without paying ridiculous high rates to hard money lenders. Well, if you answered yes to any of those questions, don't go anywhere because I'm getting ready to plug you into the money. Well, hello and welcome to another fantastic, exciting and interesting episode of the Private Money Academy podcast. I'm Jay Connor, also known as the Private Money Authority. And if you are brand new to the show, you may not know that for the past three and a half years, I've been having fantastic guests and experts joining me here on the show. Today's no exception. But before I introduce our special guest and my dear friend, I've got a gift for you for just being here on the show. I asked you just a moment ago if you answered yes to any of those three questions. Well, guess what? Here's how I'm going to plug you into the money. My new book just recently released is called Where to Get the Money Now, subtitle, How and Where to Get Money for Your Real Estate Deals Without Relying on Traditional or Hard Money Lenders. This book has been in the work for three years, just got released, and you can get it for free. It's 20 bucks on Amazon, but you can get it for free for me. Just cover shipping. I'm going to give you a special Websites you can go and claim this book. It's www.jayconner.com forward slash book, B O O K. 
Again, that website is jayconner, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash book, and we'll rush the book right out to you. Why would you want this book? This book is going to show you how to get funding for your real estate deals, regardless of your experience, regardless of your credit. It's got nothing to do with that stuff. And I've got laid out in very simple terms, five easy steps to show you how to get over $2 million in funding in less than 90 days, just like I did when I was cut off from the banks. Well, if you're brand new to the show, who in the world is Jay Connor, and why am I qualified to be on here as the private money authority? In short, Carol Joy, my wife and I started investing in real estate back in 2003. For the first six years, we relied on local banks and mortgage companies. And along with the rest of the world, I got cut off with no notice from the banks, along with everybody else with the financial global meltdown. Well, my definition of coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. I was introduced to this wonderful world of private money. I have not missed out on a deal since. Carol Joy and I right now have 47 private lenders funding our deals. And this book that I'm going to ship to you will show you exactly how to have the same blessing and never miss out on a deal. So I'm glad you're here. It's now time to introduce my special friend and guest. My friend that I've got here on the show with me today is the nation's hands down leading asset protection attorney, period. And he didn't just start doing this yesterday. He's been an attorney now for around 30 years, maybe a little bit more. And my guest, he's done it all. He's been a trial lawyer. Uh, he's represented Fortune 500 companies, as well as representing smaller and, you know, privately held uh, businesses as well. Well, he's a fantastic speaker. He knows what he's talking about. And he has shared the stage with the big names. I mean, he's been on stage with Trump, Clinton, Bush, Margaret Thatcher, uh, Gorbachev, uh, Dan Kennedy, Jay Abraham, Susie Orman, and the big name Robert Kiyosaki. So he's got, he's got an inner circle of some very well-known names. In addition to that, He's the author of several articles on asset protection, and he's also a contributor to the Asset Protection Handbook. Now, my guest specializes in protecting real estate investors from lawsuits, from uh, also helping them lower their taxes and not pay any more tax than you need to, and also reducing the risk of an IRS audit. Let me tell you something, folks. I know personally what it's like to go through an IRS audit. It took like nine months to go through it. But you know what's really cool? At the end of the audit, the IRS owed me money. How about that? Anyway, my special guest in this thing worked with both U.S. investors and international investors as well that are purchasing in the United States, purchasing real estate in the United States. So my guest and his team, they've helped thousands and thousands of real estate investors all over the world grow their wealth quickly and securely. And I just can't tell you folks how excited I am to have my special guest and my dear friend, Mr. Bob Bloom, right here on the show. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay. Great to be with you. It is great to have you, Bob. It was nice to see you. A few weeks ago, uh, in one of our fellow mastermind meetings that um, that we are in, and 
And Bob, I'm just so excited to have you. I mean, I wish we had more than 30 minutes for you to really dive deep into this asset protection. But what I want to at least accomplish while we're together here uh, on the show, Bob, is for you to give folks an overview as to what do you really mean by asset protection? Why is asset protection important? Maybe share a story or two on some folks you know that their life would have been a lot different if they had had asset protection. But before we get into all that, Bob, how about you take a moment, introduce yourself and tell people how in the world it is that you're qualified to do what you do? <laughs> That's a good question, Jay. I uh, started out as a trial lawyer many, many years ago, and I sued all kinds of people and companies and defended people and companies as well. And uh, one case just made me quit. And it was a case where my client, the big, big company I was representing, uh, had fired some guys because of their age, and that's age discrimination, and that's illegal, can't do it. And uh, so they had a great case. They should have won the case. But we ended up winning because we were just playing better lawyers. And, you know, so that's a real disillusionment because it's not who's right or who's wrong, who's got the law on their side or who doesn't. It's who's got the better lawyer a lot of times. And sadly, uh, you know, that case made me, when I saw how, how devastated these guys were, because they were never going to get another job, they'd lost their income, and they were going to lose their homes and everything, I just said, I'm not going to do this anymore, because I'm not here to hurt people, I'm here to help people. And that wasn't helping people. So I quit suing people and companies, and I switched sides about 15, 20 years ago, and I do asset protection now, which means I protect people from lawyers like I used to be. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you when you have sat on the other side of the desk or in the law room, you've sat on the other side of the room, um, then you've got the experience to really know where the other guys and gals are coming from, right? Yes, yes, I'm afraid I do, and I know all the tricks and all the things that are going to stop them cold too. So that's what we do. We stop there them you cold. Go. Yeah. How long? How many years have you been um, actually helping people? protect their assets. Uh, good. Uh, at least 15 and uh, really going on 20. So long, long time, long I time helping people. Yep. So when you say asset protection, I just don't want to assume that our audience is really on board and understands what you're saying. So really in simple terms, um, I don't want to make it any more complicated than it is, but what's your definition of asset protection? Well, asset protection is uh, creating roadblocks for potential creditors to frustrate them and discourage them from suing you. It's uh, getting assets out of reach of potential creditors into protective entities and to uh, make sure that uh, you sleep well at night, knowing that you're well protected. What you're working so hard for is going to stay yours instead of having somebody take it away from you. Gotcha. So in the time we have, if you would just share some of the strategies that you help real estate investors specifically, I suppose you could help people other than being a real estate investor. Um, but what are some of the strategies that you advise and you employ uh, for your clients to um, actually, you know, protect their assets? Well, the first thing and the, and the most fundamental basic starting point is don't do real estate without an entity. In other words, don't uh, own investment properties in your personal name. Don't do deals in your personal name. Because if you do, you have unlimited 
personal liability. Let, let that sink in for just a minute. You have unlimited personal liability, potentially speaking, if something goes wrong. So what we want to do is give you limited liability. And that means we're going to use entities like a limited liability company or a family limited partnership or a trust or a corporation or other types of entities that are completely legal and available to people to use to limit their liability. Real quick, y'all, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask I can ever ask of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more real estate investors make more money, feed their families, and have the private money they need to fund their deals. And the only way we can do that is if I ask you to rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. Yeah. So the type of entity that real estate investors use to invest in or the, the entity that's actually holding assets there's LLCs, there's land trusts, there's another one that you just said. Uh, does the entity that the person should be using, is that like a depends answer? It depends on the rest of their world or is there an advantage to using an LLC over a land trust or an advantage of land trust? Or are there other specialized trusts that you have that gives even greater levels of protection? Well, it is a depends answer because everybody's different and uh, there's no cookie cutter, one size fits all solution. But um, what we do is we look at the person's business, the extent of their real estate investing, their, where they're going, their momentum, their age, what they have already, what they uh, hope to have in the future. And all those things factor in to the type of structure that we would create. And often it's a structure rather than just a simple LLC here or another entity there. Um, it's, it's more asset protection is more than just setting up an LLC, for instance. But, but to, to answer your question, if we wanted to generalize, uh, limited liability companies have become the go-to tool for real estate investors. They are the primary uh, vehicle that real estate investors would use to, once again, limit their liability. But having said that, land trusts we use in combination with limited liability companies. We'll use other types of entities, other trusts, specialized trusts, as you mentioned, and uh, limited partnerships in some certain circumstances. So it's a mix of entities uh, that we use in depending on the state, depending upon the person and their and their assets. How complicated is for someone to go through the process of actually figuring out what is best for them? Well, that's what we do. Uh, so it's it's not complicated for the client. <laughs> it's complicated for us. <laughs> we we handle we handle that, uh, and we do a lot of time analyzing, researching, and making sure that we're getting exactly the right kind of entity for that person in the particular state where they're investing. So it, uh, it it's pretty involved. I mean, there are many many different types of LLCs. Last count. I had was 24 different types of LLCs. And the latest one that just got created was July 1st in Wyoming, a special kind of LLC for crypto investing. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. I, I hadn't even heard of that myself. That, so uh, you just said something. So 
Um, it really, so part of this formula for people is it really depends on what state they're investing in or states mm -hmm. that they're investing in different laws, different states, right? That's correct. Some states are very protective and other states are pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Just in case, Bob, that we've got a, uh, a listener or a viewer that's going to have to jump off early. I want to go ahead and get out to everybody. Uh, how they can connect with you, uh, either your website or the best way. What's the best way people can connect with you and have a conversation about, you know, uh, how to get themselves protected? Well, sure. You can contact us by going to our website, which is uh, www, as you see on the bottom of the screen, assetdefenseteam.com. And we'll be more than happy to uh, send you a uh, a link that you can use to schedule a time to talk with us. And we're happy to, to do so. Happy to help. Okay. That's wonderful. So everybody, in case you're having to jump off early uh, to contact, and I'm telling you folks, Bob Bloom, hands down is the nation's authority on asset protection. And if you are doing one deal, one deal, you need asset protection that's because right. Bob, how many deals does it take for to put somebody underwater? Uh, just one, as you say, Jay. <laughs> one deal. And, you know, some people may think, well, I don't have any assets to protect. But the problem is, if you get sued, they can get a judgment against you. And if they can't satisfy that judgment right now, they can keep that judgment active for years and years to come. So if they, they got a $100,000 judgment against you, the first 100000 you actually accumulate can go to pay the judgment. That's a bad situation. So you want to just keep yourself well protected as you go out doing deals, making offers, buying properties, use entities. Don't do it in your name. Yeah. I. Um, so does part of your services also involve protecting people, say, from, I mean, even even uh, the IRS or, or those, I mean, all kinds of entities or, or is, there, is there like a, a specialty group of of um, predators uh, that you specialize in, in protecting people? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, the, the, the predators are out there and they come from all directions. There are many, many. The IRS is one of them. But, um, you, know, you know, the goal is this. There are clearly defined rules that all of us can follow that uh, if we just know the rules and follow the rules, we're going to be okay. In other words, we want to operate our LLC uh, according to the rules that are set out in the operating agreement. We want to use the right kind of, of entity, which has a low audit risk. Some entities give you an 800% higher risk of an IRS audit, believe it or Good not. Good night. Oh, Did yeah. you say 800% higher? 800% higher. That's right. And we can lower that risk dramatically by just using the correct type of entity. So, you know, the IRS has a hit list. Uh, they go after certain sole proprietors are at the top of the list, by the way. Uh, they, they really want to go after anybody doing business as a sole proprietor because that indicates a lack of sophistication and they have a pretty good idea they're going to be able to get some money out of you. Uh, you're, you're probably not following the rules if you're a sole proprietor. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's one thing. And then there are other entities that uh, will really trigger an IRS audit. So we want to keep you out of harm's way. Yeah. So again, everybody, uh, Bob's website where you can schedule a call is www.asset, A-S-S-E-T, assetdefenseteam.com, assetdefenseteam.com. So um, 
Bob, you know, you've been doing this a number of years. My guess is you have got probably a longer list of actual case studies and stories than you would care to have <laughs> of what happened to people um, that was pretty ugly. Oh, yeah. That if they had had asset protection in place, as you provide, then they wouldn't have got, had to go down that pain and difficulty and, and, you know, losing a lot of money, I suppose. Can you share a story or two with us about what did happen to some folks? Oh, sure. And, can. If, they, and if they had had something else in place, how they would have been protected. You bet, Jay. And, you know, not only losing money, but losing sleep, losing, uh, you know, the stress uh, affects your health uh, when you're in a lawsuit. It's not a pretty time of life. So we just want to avoid it, keep you out of lawsuits to the best extent we can. Just a, some quick stories. Uh, here's, a, here's a situation. And these were all clients who came to us having done the wrong thing, not being structured properly and looking to us to help them out of their situation. Uh, and one was a woman whose husband was driving their car, which they owned in joint tenancy, which is a form of joint ownership. And the husband got into an accident, killed one man, injured another man, million dollars worth of medical bills. The wife, who was a prolific real estate investor with millions of dollars worth of real estate, was sued. Why? Because they owned their car jointly. And the law says... A, a, a liability on one joint owner means that assets owned jointly can be seized. You could do nothing wrong yourself, and yet you could lose your assets. That's one, one example. Another example is uh, somebody was, uh, one, uh, this person was uh, uh, owning a piece of real estate, and it was like a field, uh, several, several acres, uh, and uh, they owned it with a whole group of other people, typically maybe family members, they owned it once again in joint ownership, in a form of joint ownership, and uh, they found environmental contamination on the property. The, the EPA swooped in, had to do a cleanup. It was a multi-million dollar cleanup, and of the eight people who all owned the property, seven of them were broke, and guess who got to pick up the whole tab? Mm. The one guy who had any money. That is called joint and several liability. So it is a real difficult thing. Now, if they had owned that property in, a, say, a limited liability company or a limited partnership, he would have not been liable for all of the other types, uh, all the other people's liabilities. So it's very, very important that we own these assets, that we do business using protective entities where our liability is controlled and known and limited. Yeah. So back to the first uh, case study, uh, the lady uh, that owned millions of dollars, but they owned the car in a joint tenancy. What could they have done otherwise that would have protected her real estate holdings uh, to have prevented that scenario? Good question. Uh, could have could have owned those assets in protective entities, limited partnerships, limited liability companies. So if a judgment had been taken against both of them or either one of them, there, the, none of those real estate assets would have been at risk. They would have been out of reach of creditors. Wow. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you this question. Is it generally speaking, because I know everybody's different, but generally speaking, is it good advice just not to own anything personally? <laughs> 
it's a good it's good advice that you know uh, John D Rockefeller one of the the first you know billionaire said own nothing and control everything right so so just realize you know and, and we all need to make our own calculations but whatever we own in our personal name if there's a lawsuit uh, or a judgment against us personally those assets could be seized in to pay that judgment so just think that through ask you know if i could get these assets out of my name would that make me safer and more judgment proof and the answer generally is yes yeah again mm -hmm. folks my special guest today is bob bloom the nation's leading expert on asset protection you can connect with him schedule a call at www.asset asset asset defense team.com and you will be in touch with the hands down expert company to get your assets protected. Bob, I hear other people in the past talking about like there's, there's different kinds of trust, right? There's land trust. There's all kinds of trust. I hear people talking about a, a like a trust that like a vehicle that would be in it's like a personal something or another trust. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to that and tell, tell us what that is and when would you use it? Well, sure. And we can use what are called personal property trusts. And these are trusts that, that own just that, our per, some of our personal property. And, and you know, you raise the, the issue of a vehicle. Uh, we like to think of assets as, is this the type of asset that, that could cause a lawsuit? Or is this the kind of asset that would never cause a lawsuit. So for instance, cash, securities, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, bank accounts, no one's ever going to have a slip and fall on a bank account. So those are low liability assets that we don't want to mix with high liability assets. So in other words, a, v a car can cause an accident, boats, toys, jet skis, all, you know, airplanes, all kinds of things can be high liability assets. And real estate, frankly, is a higher liability asset too. So we generally don't want to mix a car into an LLC where we own our rental properties, or we don't want to mix a car high liability asset where we have our bank accounts. We would use separate entities for those. So yes, you're, you're correct. There are hundreds of types of trusts. Some are irrevocable. Others are revocable. Uh, some are living trusts we set up when we're alive. Others become effective when we die called testamentary trusts, hundreds and hundreds of types of trusts, all of which can do different things. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have consulted with and advised hundreds and hundreds of, of people over the years. What's two or three of the most common pieces of advice that you've given people when you sit down with them to discuss, you know, their situation? Well, common pieces of advice are don't own real estate assets in your name. Uh, get those out uh, of your name into a protective entity. Uh, not difficult to do, but what is difficult and the trick is to get the right kind of entity. Uh, the entities, uh, what may be the right kind of entity in one state would be exactly the wrong kind of entity in another state. Uh, and what would be perfect for Jay Connor would maybe not be perfect for somebody else. So it, it really depends. And that's why we really need to consult somebody who's, who's knowledgeable about the, the, the subject and get you better protected. Again, folks, you'll want to reach out to Bob and his team at www.assetdefenseteam.com. Bob, parting comments for our fine <laughs> audience. Wow. Uh, parting comments. Uh, everybody can have a structure that is ideal for you, 
and uh, will protect your personal assets to the greatest extent possible. Uh, there are, as Jay mentioned, uh, I think a long time ago, there are no guarantees because you never know what argument the, uh, the, the plaintiff is going to make. You never know what the facts are actually going to be because these are events we're trying to protect from that, are hap- that have not yet happened. Uh, but, but the general idea is assets in your name are seizable when there's a judgment against you. Get those assets out of your name into protective entities and be careful about what type of entity we use because it's not going to be a cookie cutter kind of go to an online service and just get any old entity. It's not going to work. Uh, we, we see a lot of completely worthless and ineffective types of LLCs or corporations or limited partnerships as well. So get, get with somebody who knows what they're doing. Doesn't have to be me, but get with somebody and uh, by all means, get in a structure that is ideal for you and your family because the question is how secure do you want your family to be awesome bob thank you so much for joining me here on the show valuable information one more time folks connect with bob at www.asset a-s-s-e-t asset defense team.com bob god bless you thank you so much for joining me my friend you bet god bless you too jay pleasure all right There you have it, my friends, another episode of the Private Money Academy podcast. I'm Jay Conner, the Private Money Authority. We always really appreciate for you to go review us on iTunes. Give us five-star reviews, uh, subscribe, rate, review, so you don't miss out on any of these awesome, fantastic episodes of the Private Money Academy podcast. So I'm Jay Conner, the Private Money Authority, wishing you all the best Here's to taking your business to the next level, and we'll see you right here on the next Private Money Academy podcast. 